Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Here we are in prime time. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast in prime time they call this prime time podcasting for the i am rapaport stereo podcast elitist these are the best fans that we have i'm speaking right to you the i am rapaport stereo podcast elitist i like it i fucking like it i'm gonna be totally honest some days i say I just couldn't, couldn't wait to get on the microphone. Today is not one of those days. It is the hottest day of the fucking year in New York City. It's the hottest day of the year in New York City. It's sweltering hot. You might hear a little humming in the background. You know what that's called? An air conditioner. It's an air conditioner. And I could not podcast without that Fucking air conditioner, humming, coming, drumming, coming at you. But you know I had to get you, but I'm here. Now, if you are a real I Am Rapport Stereo podcast fan, you will know that my one and only New Year's resolution 2018 was to not answer the phone from anybody calling from a blocked or unknown number. You know, you have a phone... It'll say like Jimmy or uh, Gerald or it'll say, you know, wife or mom or dad or Frank or, you know, whoever the fuck it is. Okay, I decided earlier in the earlier in the year to not answer calls from anybody that I didn't know. Assuming, yes, you have ways to get in touch with me. You text me, 
Just text me. Don't call. I don't know your number. Just say, hey, Mike, it's uh, Stevie. We met uh, the other night. We were talking about, yeah, oh, cool. Yo, Mike, it's uh, Ahmed. Uh, we, uh, I changed my number. This is my new number. Hit me back. Oh, okay. What's up? I'm in. I get, you know, that that's, there's ways to get in touch with people. Well, over the last two weeks and in very intensely over the last, I'd say seven days, week, but it's been over the last two weeks, my phone has been ringing off the hook nonstop from unknown numbers. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like sales calls. What is this? They don't leave messages. Uh, sometimes they leave messages and they don't say anything. It'll just be like sounds. So I'm like, motherfucker, man. Like, what is going on here? So the last three or four days, it was really intense. Ring, ring. Numbers from St. Louis. Numbers from, you know, weird cities in Florida. Texas. You know, Houston. I mean, all over the country. I'm, what the fuck is going on here? So finally, yesterday, I got a phone call from a weird number in Florida. 70-something area code, 701-704-407, something with a 7. I answer the phone. I, I hear on the end of the other end of the phone, like a, like a teenager was like, go, hello? He goes, hey. I go, who's this? He goes, are, are you the guy on TV? I go, uh, yeah, this is me. Uh, and I'm thinking, well, my phone number has been posted all over the internet. And he's like, oh, well, that's cool. He, he's calling me and telling me, like, it's like, he has nothing to say. He's asked that question, says that. He's all calm, calm teenager. I go, uh, let me ask some pal. I sniffed at him. You know, because when you sniff at somebody, it disarms them. I say, uh, let me ask you something, pal. Um, how'd you get my number? He goes, oh, well, I don't want to snitch. I go, well, you're a fan, right? Some, at least some, some sort of fan. You either love me or hate me. Yeah, my, yeah but you're a fan. I, I, just do me a favor. Just let me know how you got my number. He goes, oh, well, it's easy. It's, it's, it's on your Instagram account. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, if you look at, so he explains it to me. It's on your Instagram account. I go, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. You really are a fan. Somehow, some way, uh, 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 through pressing a button, it was me. I know I did it uh, uh, in intent, unintentionally. My phone number was posted all over my Instagram account for the last two and a half weeks, three weeks. That's why my fucking phone has been ringing off the hook uh this kid turns out to be like some teenager in florida uh i'm sure he's not a premium subscriber uh but i told him i would shout him out you know who you are you fuck you um uh he seems like he's like 16 years old uh, uh but thanks for the information i got my number off there got all my shit off there had it all on there be careful check your instagram accounts for the numbers your in your 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 emails your addresses because I had mine up there, and it's unsettling. As I told you, it's uh, sweltering hot in New York. The U.S. Open tennis tournament is going on. Nine men and one women woman have pulled out of matches during the match because of the heat. Not injury. Heat. Motherfuckers are dropping like flies. Not, they're only in the second round. The second round's going on today. Nine people out of the men's side, one woman out of the a woman's side have said, fuck it. These are highly competitive professional tennis players. You're in New York City, the greatest city in the world, playing in the U.S. Open, and the heat is so hot, you say, fuck this. Mid-match and pulled out. So you know it's hot. It's do the right thing. Mookie delivering a pizza hot. So uh, last night, 
because if you're listening to this in prime time, you're listening to this Wednesday. We're releasing this Wednesday evening. Last night, Tuesday, um, was the fourth episode of Hard Knocks, Cleveland Browns, who I think are going to do a lot better this year. Anything's better than 0-16. And it was also episode one of the LeBron James produced, LeBron James starring HBO show called The Shop, um, which is basically a talk show that takes place in a barbershop. I don't know if it's a real barbershop or a fictional barbershop, but it appears like a barbershop. You know, dudes are in there getting their hair cut. But essentially, it is a talk show that LeBron James is the host of. And you know me and LeBron James. I was like, what the fuck is this going to be? There's multiple guests. So he's sitting there with, at one point, like Snoop, Michael Bennett, Odell Beckham, Draymond Green, um, Candace Parker, um, Vince Staples, the rapper, uh, like a handful of people. It's like not just him and one guest, it's like a bunch of like six, seven, eight people, all John Stewart. And they're sitting around talking shit. It's basically, it's, it's a barbershop. Like they're sitting, it's a talk show, but it, it's just like sort of a round table that takes place in a barbershop. That's a good way to put it. Um, and I have to say it was very, very, very good. The beginning, I was like, I don't like this. In the beginning, uh, LeBron James, and uh, Maverick Carter, who is only famous for being best friends with LeBron James, um, they explain, they give an explanation about black barbershops to Jon Stewart. And Jon Stewart's like never heard of one, never heard of what the sort of stereotypical ideas of a black barbershop, you know, that you talk shit, you hang out, you bullshit around everybody. And Jon Stewart's like, he's woed and wowed. He's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. We don't do that in white barbershops. So it was like a little, little black barbershop history lesson for Jon Stewart. And I was like, this is going to be some bullshit. Um, but that was the only thing I didn't like about it. Uh, it was really good. And the star of the show was shit-talking, heavy-duty cursing LeBron fucking James. LeBron James is motherfucker this, fuck that, fuck this. N-word this, N-word that, right out of the gate. It's like shocking to see. And he's keeping it very real. He's very uh, uh, very honest about whatever topic they're talking about. They're talking about social issues, talking about when he was growing up, uh, talking about like growing up in an all-black neighborhood and not having any white friends and then going to a school and, and, and having white friends. But you're like, this is LeBron James. Like this guy's like, you know, candy-coated. You know, you see him on post-game NBA interviews. He's very concise, clear, and cautious with what he says. Not on his show. Motherfuck this, motherfuck that. I told that motherfucker this, N-word this, N-word that, N-word this, N-word that. You're like, what is this? It's so shocking when you first hear it coming out of his mouth. And then I started thinking, have you ever heard any professional athlete ever um, not on accident, not be caught off guard, not a sound blip where they get mad after a game or, or like, you know, a TMZ clip coming out of a club. Have you ever seen any athlete in any sport talk so openly 
without any sensors. And when I say sensors, I mean, you're, you have to see it. It's bugged out. Um, and, and the whole cast, you know, is very honest, very genuine. Draymond Green is talking his shit. Snoop's very honest. And, uh, and you expect that from them because you've seen that from them. You expect uh, that from them. But you, the, the cursing from everybody, even Draymond, like, yo, hearing NBA players talk, um, not talk shit, uh, 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 like basketball, like, yo, I'm gonna bust your ass if that motherfucker ain't shit. You hear it occasionally, it'll slip out, but to hear them talk openly, cursing, it's it's wild. Um, and I have to say, I have to say, I really, really, really enjoyed the show. And I'm gonna be honest, I didn't think I would. I didn't think I would. It's very fucking good. Um, the one thing I didn't like, and one thing I think the show will eventually need, is you need some disagreement. Everybody's on the same page about every single thing they brought up. And that's fine for the uh, first show. Um, they're all very, very smart, all very as strong points of views. But everybody was in agreement uh, uh, with everything. There was well, one thing they were talking about, you know, sticking together as black people and black athletes and successful black people. And in Draymond Green, he doesn't say it in a derogatory way, but he says something like, uh, you know, Jews stick together with each other, and John Stewart kind of chimes in. He goes, eh, you know, he's like, eh. But he didn't break it down like, nah, motherfucker, that ain't really the reality. Like, and how many Jews do you actually know? Where are you getting your stats and your facts from, Draymond? And it wasn't like disrespectful. It's just like, you know, sort of a um, sort of a stereotype that all the other cultures stick together uh, more than what black people perceive or know that black people do. And that, that's not necessarily true. I'll say for for one that uh, all Jews don't stick together. Uh, we've been I've been fucked uh, by my by my Jewish brothers uh, uh, just as much as I've been fucked by some other people. But I will say, uh, HBO, The Shop, LeBron James. I have to say, two strong, very impressed, surprised, thumbs up, and shit talking, cursing LeBron James is a sight to see. What else is going on? Louis C.K. is back. At least he's back from uh, complete hiding. Complete, uh, complete, uh, you know, he hasn't been seen since all the uh, allegations and the whole Me Too and the women who they said he uh, jerked off in front of. He came out to a small comedy store, comedy shop, comedy club, and did comedy the other night, you know, unannounced. 20, 30 minutes of comedy. And people are so upset. Uh, all these people online. Uh, why did he come out? Why doesn't he seem like he's apologetic? Uh, he doesn't seem humbled. Uh, why hasn't he spoken about his victims? Uh, all these things. And I saw a couple of people on social media. Big, big shot. Big judgmental hipster. Big shots. Again, I'll clarify just to clarify, I don't condone what Louis C.K. was doing. Obviously, it's fucking way out there. Obviously, he has a problem. Uh, and, and he made a comment. He made a statement about it. He apologized in his statement. People didn't like it. Um, who knows if he's contacted his quote-unquote victims? We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know if he's reached out. He knows these people. He was friends with them, friendly enough to have them as meetings. We don't know if he's apologized. What the... Um, conversation or lack of conversation is it could be private not everything is shared minute by minute moment to moment on social media so all these 
sites, Entertainment Weekly, this one, that one. Uh, Louis C. came out and he did it in the worst possible way. That was uh, one of these from Entertainment Weekly. And I wrote back, what's the best possible way? What's the best possible way? And when? I have a friend, good friend of mine, went to Rikers Island for 14 months on a gun possession charge. He had the gun. He had possession of the gun, went to Rikers Island for 14 months. He got out, never got in trouble again, has moved on. He's a felon. He can't vote. He has to deal with all the things that a felon does. 14 months on the island where nobody's smiling. That's the proper sentence for him? Okay, so what's the proper sentence for Louis C.K.? When can he start living his life? I asked that person this who wrote the article. When, what's the sentence? When can he come out? Your Honor, I call him Your Honor. Well, when can the guy come out? Like, like what's the punishment? What, what do you know about what he's done since then? You don't know what kind of treatment he's went into. You don't know if he's reached out to these people. You know the amends he's made. What's the fucking punishment? You know, it's like at some point he has to come out and live his life. There's people that have done worse than gun possessions. They go to jail four or five years. We, we welcome them with open arms. The same people, the same hipster elite, the same uh, non-pussy power hat-wearing people that didn't celebrate Nancy Lieberman, the same people that don't have any sort of dealings with people that go to Rikers Island for 14 months for gun possession charges or anybody who's really living. They judge, judge, judge. So I want to know when the fuck is it okay for Louis C.K. to show his face? Hipster fucks. You don't know. You can't say. They're, they're, and, and what are you basing it off of? Other people's sentences that have uh, uh, been famous actor comedians that have had people in their offices and jerked off in front of them? Yo, at a certain point, the guy has to come out when he's comfortable coming out, and hopefully he moves on with his life, and he lives a better life, a more kosher life. I'm sure he's learned a lot from this incident. The fucking judgment, and the articles, and the exploitation, and the com the conversations, like, when can the motherfucker come out and do his thing? That little shit, Aziz and Zari, can't stand him. When can he come out? When can he show his face? When's the sentence over? 14 months on Rikers Island for gun possession is real. You got a gun. You're up to no good. You get caught. You go to jail. That's the way it works. There was no charges pressed against Aziz Ansari or Louis C.K. So when the fuck can those guys come out? We've been talking about this internationally. Now it's more attainable. We've heard about this in London, in France. It's, it's not as attainable for, for, for us over in the United States, but me, G. Moody, and the Dust Brothers, we were just in Toronto. We just performed in Toronto. Sold-out show. So it's, it's really attainable. Canada is our next-door neighbor. The Six, Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard, every single thing dope, Pascal, Every single thing dope about Toronto just got tainted. Toronto. This is not a, this is not a, a, a rumor. Toronto will very soon be the first home, the first North American home to a sex doll brothel offering sexual services with six Silicone made 
dolls right there in Toronto. Miles Jordan, G. Moody, we need to get our asses back up to Toronto ASAP. We know where the after party's at. The after party is going to be at the silicone made dolls jump off spot. That's where I'm fucking partying. I want to see that shit live and in person. Toronto Rapper Pack. Toronto I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast fans. I need intel. They're selling it as exotic girls to cater to everyone's choice of beauty. What the fuck is really good, Toronto? We're coming back up there to perform and then to go to the after party at the spot. It's going to be south on Shepherd Avenue, September 8th. September 8th. That's a week away. September 8th, you're going to be able to go into a motherfucking bar in Toronto. And if you want to skeet off with a silicone doll, you could do it in the privacy of Aurora Dolls. Aurora Dolls is the name of the brothel. This is the wildest shit ever. I want to hang out in this spot. I want to people watch. I want to talk to the... Matter of fact, Toronto I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast fans, please see if we could do a podcast from the motherfucking jump off. Okay, we'll do it anonymously. No cameras, no phones, no nothing. If you want to skeet in there, yo, do your thing with no judgment from me, the gringo mandingo. But it's going down September 8th in Toronto. The shit just got real in North America. The shit just got real. Speaking of sex workers, this is called a segue. It's called bobbing and weaving through a primetime podcast. Speaking of sex workers, some woman, this is way out there. Some woman is compl- uh, complaining and she, she posted a, a, a blog about how she was me tooed, how she, she was treated poorly and harassed on what was supposed to be her quote-unquote big break in the adult film industry. She's saying that she was going to have her big break doing a porno, and they treated her like shit. She said, I tried to stop the scene, but the director told me I was ruining the flow. Listen, this is a porno, okay? This is a... Women should not be... You know what you were signing up for. I am... Sorry, they didn't forcibly do anything to her. They just, she said the the way they were treating her and talking to her and telling her, you know, hurry up, let's go. Don't stop, keep going. Put your head back in the frame. That's part of the business. When I'm on set, they tell you those things. Keep going, do it again. That's part of the business. You're doing a porno. If they didn't make you do something against your will and they're talking a little shit, this this is the world it is. This is like street ball uh, or, or like playing, you know, indoor at the gym at the YMCA. Different things go down. Three on three in the park. No blood, no foul. Why are you doing your first porno and then crying wolf, complaining? She didn't say she was forced to do anything against her. Well, she said the way they talked to her. It's a fucking porno. Sorry. She had an agenda. This woman clearly had an agenda. She's saying... You know, they have uh, misconduct in Hollywood and this, that, and the other. I think there should be misconduct in the adult film. I have a feeling this was a whole setup to begin with. I'll say it one more time. They didn't make her do anything against her will. She just didn't like the way they were treating her and like sort of pushing her around. You're a rookie. NFL, they make rookies get donuts. Porno rookies, they talk that shit to. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? 
call this a weird segue. Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, who I did not get in my first fantasy football draft. There's no feelings in fantasy, people. Listen, I spoke to my guy, Tommy G. The fantasy football follies will be emerging very quick, very soon. Do not worry. We will be back. I told you we're not doing it week to week, but we're going to come back real soon. Talked to Guns the other day. No feelings of fantasy. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love having him on my team. But you can't choose the draft. The draft chooses you. Cannot force getting guys that you like on your team just to get them. If it ain't right, it ain't right. If it ain't right, it ain't right. But Aaron Rodgers just, yo, he just got a guaranteed contract of $100 million guaranteed, $100 million guaranteed, and potentially 135 with incentives uh, and, uh, you know, for a certain amount of years. Good. I like to see all the athletes get paid, whether you're trash or not trash. Professional athlete, the window of opportunity is short, short-lived. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best in the business. $100 million guaranteed and a $135 million contract across the board. He deserves it. And playing quarterback for a football team in the NFL has got to be one of the hardest positions to play in all of sports. I mean, besides, you know, hitting a fastball in baseball, quarterback, you got fucking goons running at you all day, every day of your life. Goons that want to knock your fucking head off. And now they know that you got $100 million in your Aaron Rodgers. They, they always are coming for blood. They want to knock his fucking block off. He's one of the best to ever do it. He deserves every fucking penny. Congratulations. Shout out. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Kanye West went on some radio show. And he cried. Uh, after apologizing about his statement uh, that slavery was a choice. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a very, you know, typical Kanye West interview. He's smart. He's, uh, confused and he cried. That's the way a Kanye West interview goes. It ain't a Kanye West interview. If he's doesn't say a couple of things that are smart, doesn't sound totally fucking confused and baffled and then end it with what I thought were fake tears. The guy's obviously in pain, uh, but he did apologize uh, uh, for his statement that drove everybody crazy. Uh, and he does have shoes coming out. He is promoting uh, some sneakers. So it's, it's, he does pop up and make these big grand statements uh, every time he has a record or, or sneakers. And he's entitled to, he's a businessman. He's a fucking businessman. Listen, Atypical is dropping on September 7th, season two. Atypical, you bet your sweet ass, I'm going to do the publicity tour. You're not going to see me fucking crying, though. You're going to see me talking shit. You're going to see me talking about Atypical. If you, ha- if you haven't watched season one of Atypical on Netflix, check it out. Season two is coming. Season two is coming. I can't wait. I'm proud of it. Uh, Kanye West is back. It's Michael Jackson's 60th birthday. It's hot as fuck in New York. It's a primetime I Am Rappaport stereo podcast. You know, another thing that I'm dealing with in my neighborhood, uh, you know, I moved, but for some reason, there's still Mormons, church people, and uh, Greenpeace, 
uh, uh, dolphin-saving fucks that think it's okay to ring motherfuckers' doorbells in 2018. I, I-, I want to tell you something. You, you, you dolphin-saving Greenpeace Mormon motherfuckers, stop ringing my bell. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. I talked about that incident the other day on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast in prime time. That's not for show. That's real shit. A crackhead ringing my bell. I don't need some fucking dolphin saver or some Mormon with his Mormon wife ringing my... I'm not the guy. I, I got to put a sign out there or like a video message that plays 24-7. Don't ring this fucking bell, you cocksucker. I had two pricks the other day. Greenpeace dolphin fucks ring my bell. I got one of those bells. You can answer from where I'm like, who's this? Oh, we're da-da-da-da-da from Greenpeace. I go, listen, fuck. I see you. I see you. We're not interested. Oh, well, sir, are you sure you wouldn't mind giving us a couple of minutes of your time? Motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, sir. Don't come back, you fuck. Okay, sir, they're gone. But don't ring my bell three in the afternoon. I don't like it. It's unsettling. I'm on high alert. I got that taser. Okay? I got the hammer. You want to fuck around? I'm on high alert. I got a dog who can't bite or do anything. He'll bark. But if the shit hits the fan, Wheezy's not about that life. And I can't get another dog because Wheezy is so needy. I should just call Wheezy needy. He's so fucking needy. I can't even get another. I want to get one of those dogs that could do stunts, tricks, and attack motherfuckers' throats. Like on command. You know what I mean? Like I say ham and cheese and the motherfucker's just jumping at your throat. I say ice cream sundae, he's at your calves. And he don't let go. He don't let go. I need one of those fucking dogs. But I'm afraid that one day the motherfucker might turn on me. You know my rule about those animals. You can't beat those dogs in a fight. The kinds that could jump over eight foot fences. Do backflips, barrel rolls. Land on a motherfucker and just go to town. They scare me. All right, listen. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Wish me luck. Tomorrow is the day, fuck. Tomorrow is the fucking day. Howard Stern Fantasy Football. Fa-fa-fa-fa-football draft. I had my money league draft. I'm in two leagues this year. Tomorrow is the day. Wish me fucking luck. I'm going to take that gorilla down. I want to see him with two missing front gorilla teeth. Okay? I want to see that fuck Brent. Okay? And I want Jason Kaplan's little balloon knot. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast in prime time. Wish me luck. My draft in the Howard Stern Fantasy Football League is tomorrow. I hope you have your drafts and you're prepared. All right? I'm out. Let's do the right thing hot in New York City. We'll be back later in the week with some more bangers, some more smackers. Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with something nice. Something real proper. <laughs>